Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. The animated gentleman to my left here is James Duggan joining us today. Hello, Guardians. <laughs> and then Sean Finnegan. Chop, chop. And on today's show, we are going to talk about the Destiny 2 review, which should be live by the time you watch this on IGN. And of course, we need to talk about the raid and maybe a little bit about Trials of Osiris. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, a word from our sponsor. Take it away, Naomi. Hey guys, in celebration of the recent console release of Destiny 2, IGN has teamed up with Turtle Beach to give you a chance to win a Stealth 600 for PlayStation 4. Just head on over to go.ign.com slash giveaway to enter. Good luck, Guardians. But for now, back to you guys. Thanks, Naomi. All right, guys. So the review is out. We landed on an 8.5. How do you guys feel about that? Do you feel that's fair? Do you have any questions about it? Um, I don't, I, I don't know if it's, it's hard to say if it's fair. I read what you wrote and I agree with a lot of what you wrote. I'm just not, I don't really envy anyone who has to score a big game like this. Mm-hmm. I think personally, if I was going to score it, I made have I might have gone a little lower just because personally, I kind of hold it against the game that it doesn't have some of the features that I would have come to expect that Destiny 1 had, like, you know, custom matches, that kind of thing. Uh, ammo synths. Little things like that. Mm-hmm. When when the sequel doesn't have these games or doesn't have these features or things in it, uh, I kind of that irks me a little bit. But that's not everyone's perspective, and I do understand that you have to judge the game by itself and not in relation to its predecessors. So it's a tough spot to be in. Well, definitely, we looked at the predecessor when we were uh, discussing some of the systems and investment game things that they have in the product. Uh, what was bothersome to me was mostly that you could queue into a strike and if it wasn't the one you want you just bail so you're either abandoning somebody or they're abandoning you same thing in pvp you go into a competitive game type it happened to me yesterday mm-hmm. and i was able to capture a very specific example for the review i hop into a pvp mode immediately two people leave after the first loss and i'm just like great yep yeah well, you know it's convenient to queue up in one place but when that convenience gets <clears throat> in the way of functionality Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a problem. I, think- I, I love zipping around from planet sure. to planet. That's all great. But it starts impacting gameplay a little bit when you're just abandoned. I think your score is on point. I would have even skewed a little bit higher, I think. Uh, I was, But maybe that's just because I was not expecting much. I played the first game just through launch of Vanilla, um, and my experience was abysmal. Uh, it totally felt like a proof of concept to me. Uh, and I understand that it was iterated upon after that with these patches and expansion drops and things like that. But coming into Destiny 2 after having not played since launch, I was blown away by being sidetracked by public events, being sidetracked by lost sectors. The progression felt fantastic until uh, 265, yep. at which point 
you hit a wall that is poorly designed around and you have to do all these things to kind of circumvent the system that was put in place to keep you at that light level. Hey, it's so simple. All you right. have to do is get a higher light level thing with a legendary mod on it. But you have to remember that the legendary mod is, doesn't uh, affect your base power. Does, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. And then you roll level. a second and third character yeah. if you really want to be optimal. And that, of course, is just <clears> not great because people, everybody. Uh, but the mod system is weird. Yeah. Who considers yeah. themselves a hardcore player is going to take that most optimal route to progression to, to 305. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. If that involves rolling a second character and doing the exact same content on the same class, I think that's a bad experience and a bad decision, and that is my only major gripe with Destiny 2. I thought the the rest of it, including the raid, which we'll talk about, was superb. I I really liked it. Yeah, so Sean, you had a pretty stable experience on my PlayStation 4 Pro. Regular crashes. I mean, you can watch the stream archive. That's crazy to me, yeah. On stream, and then uh, a lot of uh, bungee issues. Like when we completed the raid, actually, Duggan, our whole team was wiped. I saw... At least two other instances, this happened to A-Rex, mm. this happened to Fran, where the whole team is wiped and you cannot collect the treasure at the bottom of the bottom. Bummer. Of, wow. of course, it does That's get crazy. mailed to you. We did still get the reward does, for it. does, but you don't get the trophy. You yeah. get no other indication that you actually completed it. Your clan progression does it in advance. Yeah. And uh, you do get mailed the reward. It's, it's definitely a bug that I think needs to be sorted out because it, it left a very bad taste in our mouth for what was otherwise, I think, a, a very good experience at awesome. least. But we're going to talk about And yeah, we never – yeah, I never had any experiences like that on Xbox. Uh, there were for a couple hours on one day, I think a few days ago, that I got the sheep error a couple times trying to party up with people in the fire team. But I went to Bungie's Twitter and there was a, hey, we know people are experiencing the sheep thing on Xbox right now. We're working on it. Within like two hours, it was fixed. So I just soloed for a little bit knows all right they've been no, very responsive yeah no yeah. crashes to desktop nothing like that everything that seems to be problematic in terms of the game uh or, or like server side issues with bungee's yeah. networking and stuff and not yeah. like a like a bug that crashes the actual app and stuff. i never had a hard crash and i was on ps4 uh regular regular yeah, yeah. so it seems you were saying off air before we rolled that it seems to be a ps4 pro yeah sony's actually responded it's a it seems to be a sony issue they're working with bungie to try and figure out what it is but it's a ps4 pro specific issue mm. and that's a bummer because anybody that brought a bought a pro <laughs> yeah and wants to play in 4k yeah, uh, has more difficulty doing that is going to encounter more frequent crashes. Yeah. All in all, I think your score is very fair. Uh, like it's funny because you know this is what reviewing is at IGN. You said you would have gone a little higher. I personally would have gone a little lower. Mm-hmm. We all have these discussions. Mm-hmm. That's why I do not envy the spot that AAA game reviewers are in, making Absolutely. hard decisions a, a like single that. Person, like at some point, you just have to be subjective mm-hmm. because trying to be objective is only going to uh, muddle up the process. Well, like, I hit that wall that you were just talking about. You know, I was raid ready. I literally had cleared everything. I'm like, well, I could do the adventures for some lore, but that's not going to get me a higher light level, right? I'm excited to play them, but when you're trying to gear up for the raid... It's about progression. Yeah, it's about progression, and they don't progress you. I would have liked it if they actually had a reward for completing all the adventures in one location. Besides your map being clear. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, that would have been kind of cool, like a powerful engram or something. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to go off on was like I was convinced that they would take the Taken King's quest system and expand on it exponentially. It seems like they haven't. Like anyone remember the Taken King quests? Finish When you finish the campaign and even after you do the raid, there are these – some of them are 20-step long quests that go on for ages, for weapons, for all you that like stuff. You like those? Yeah, it's just more stuff to do and it, to tell, it tells a story about the lore and about the weapons and you're learning things about cool characters like Rasputin and stuff. There are a couple cool quests in the game now yeah. but you know, I can count them on one hand. 
Like there's less than five of them, and I wanted more of those. That would be another reason personally I would have docked it. Jumping off on your point, uh, one thing that really bothered me is uh, one of the missed opportunities of your subclasses. So you get your first one. You kind of go on this cool story adventure about getting your light back right, mm-hmm. and uh, sort of powering <laughs> up. It's fun. It's cool, Dude. and you get this cool cutscene. Now, the cutscenes are retained for the additional subclasses, but the way you initially get it is it, it's literally a drop in the world. So, like, if you haven't completed your first one, you can actually look at the third one when it drops in the world, and it's just sitting there. Yeah, it's just but like I didn't know, loot. I didn't know anybody who didn't get all three subclasses, or at least the item, uh, to enable that quest by the time they had completed the campaign. Yeah. My, my issue yeah, yeah. isn't that. It's not about acquiring it. It's that there should have been a narrative tied to it as opposed to just, all right, you got it. Go do public events. <clears throat> by yeah, the right. way, you're doing your Flashpoint anyway. Go I do agree. public events. And How do I, you level? Go do public events. Again, to bring, <laughs> up, the like, taken, okay. to bring up the Taken King when they introduced the third subclass for the first time, it's tied to the fact that we've discovered that this old sect of Guardians existed that we never knew about and you're discovering their power. Exactly. And it was That's really so cool. cool. So you were like, I'm a Titan. We have this long legacy, but there's this other part of the history of Titans that we never knew about, and it's a whole new power. It was really cool to discover, and there's nothing really <laughs> and now, now like, it's like that a, in a this cookie game. cutter. There's even a point where a ghost, when you go to do it a second time, yeah. it's like, oh, we've seen this before. Yeah. Who's ready for a long story? Here we go. Yeah. Like he's kind of like <laughs> literally making fun making of fun it. Of it. Yeah. But you know, whatever. That's that's resources that they have to commit to uh, how many nine different. Uh, specializations, mm-hmm. uh, but it's such so, an it's such an integral part to your character and their lore and the lore of the world of Destiny. It's just strange that it's a loot, loot drop that you power up via public yeah. events. Well, <laughs> public hey. events are great. Yeah, they, I yeah. love running the public events. I love solving the puzzle. Said it said it multiple times yeah. on last week's episode too. But I think they overall nailed the PVE aspects of the game. My oh, gripes mainly yeah, are yeah. with a little bit of less, like not so robust quest systems, and then mostly with the PVP. Yeah. Okay. Speaking let's PvP. talk PVP. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Duggan. Well, no, I'm, you're gonna you're gonna transition. Oh yeah. So it. all I was gonna say was great uh, transition, guys. PVP. How do you guys <laughs> feel about the team based mechanic? Basically, if you're not in a team, you're dead. In so Destiny one, you had an opportunity to one man it. Yeah. Uh, but I want to not gonna happen. I want to preface this by saying I haven't tried trials yet. It opened up this morning, and I, I haven't. This morning, I'm be, I'll be jumping into it this weekend, so I don't really have the hardcore perspective in this game yet. Although I played tons of trials in the first Destiny. If you want to see, by the way, go to IGN, watch the stream archive. Just skip the first half because I was nervous and I played yeah. very badly. Well, because I like had no idea what I was doing, but then I cleaned it up. Yeah. So back half, uh, I, I kind of don't like the idea of, uh, you basically are required to team shot and roll in groups. I don't yeah. like that because I personally am the type of player who I love to flank and I love to lone wolf it. Mm-hmm. And I liked if you were a player of high enough caliber and a high enough skill that you could feasibly lone wolf it, get a quick pick and turn the tables for your team right up front just really, really quickly. Now it's like you're almost never going to pick someone before they pick you or before someone comes to help them if they're rolling in a team. And I kind of don't like that because, yeah, it forces you to be very group-oriented and, and uh, you know, it that makes it especially hard to – I solo queue a lot. It makes it especially hard to just play quick player competitive on your own. Yeah. That said, I could totally be wrong about this and in trials have that be all the cool – like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I was really nervous about Trials of the Nine. I got to break that habit of calling it of Osiris. 
but going in. But when you hop in there, uh, the competitive aspect's still there. It's countdown this week. It's going to rotate to survival. I don't know how it's going to translate to that mode. Mm. But uh, in countdown, man, it feels like you're playing trials. You're calling out flanks. You're calling out where the enemy locations are. You're team shotting, which is what you're supposed to be doing in that mode anyway. You're supposed to be working together sort of as a cohesive unit. Uh, I really, really liked it. And then uh, the lighthouse-style reward was really interesting. It's very... <clears throat> I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I'll tell you this. You have to get one win to even be able to go to the lighthouse. So basically you can get there now, but to ascend to the top level rewards, you have to get more wins. Oh, interesting. So it it incentivizes players at any level to go to this new space and gather the rewards. So Mm. there's a one for one win. I think you get a powerful engram, and then there's one for three or four wins. I literally played it once, so I don't know the exact details. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, of course, there's seven wins, and then there's seven wins flawless. And uh, it's a regular card. So it's not nine anymore. It's it's seven wins. Right. Yeah. Um, You can actually just go to it in the Crucible during the weekends. And uh, if you want a card, you just go in. Cool. No more microtransactions or not microtransactions, but uh, uh, consumable items. yeah. Yeah. You just kind of go in, and if you want to wipe your card, you just go to that menu item. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you go to that menu item, and you delete the card, and you start over. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. uh, I was a big. I was a sweaty trials player in Destiny One, so I'm excited to give it a try this time around. Some of the overall PvP hangups I have have to do with how they changed the TTK and the game and the gunplay. You know, I I think that if you get stuck with a grenade, you should die in one shot. Uh, Yeah. Like instead of nerfing, and I get that. I get that the reason Bungie changed the damage was because too many people were using fusion grenades in close quarters where you could just turn the corner, stick someone, and then bounce out. Let me ask but to you me, this. nerf nerf the stickiness, not the damage. Yeah. You know, it should be hard to stick someone, mm-hmm. but if you stick it's someone, if you land it, if a grenade explodes on your face, you should die. <laughs> like it's very, very shooter centric. I think that uh, my experience has been the same, where ability usage for the most part is. Um, inferior to just shooting somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there are situations totally. where that doesn't apply. However, um, we talked about shoulder charge. I don't want it to one-shot people, but it just feels bad. Like, you hit somebody with it, and more often than not, you don't even die. take down their shield. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And Now, there are mods... I'm a titan. Yeah. So there just are real mods quick. that increase your damage to certain things. I get that. I've, I've been hurt more. So minor, though, yeah. you know? And here's the thing. I'm a titan, right? And the whole striker titan thing is... In close quarters, a fist is better than any gun, oh, yeah. except I have to melee someone <laughs> three times yeah. in order to kill them if they a have full health match. and shields. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and I'm supposedly supposed to have the strongest melee in the game. Yeah. Well, but in like, the Bungie Weekly Update, Sean, how do you feel about them mentioning that they're bringing back armor lock? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, I'm very much looking forward to playing on PC. I know. So my experience with the, the PC PvP, though it was all hand cannons all the time, um, I had a much better experience on there in terms of situational awareness, being able to react to people behind me, um, being able to, to 1v2 or potentially even 1v3 felt a lot better because I feel like a lot of what's bad about going up against team shots is you will hover over somebody and then somebody will run behind them and your aim assist will drag your Cursor. Yes, that's weird. It's awful. Yeah. It feels yeah. bad, and I want a mouse and keyboard right now. It's always happened, like, in, even I'm in like, Destiny 1. This guy, nope. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> shooting someone, and because it takes so long to kill them, yeah. you know, when you're in a firefight, you're shooting and you're strafing back and forth. Mm-hmm. So basically you have two opponents who are going like this, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're dr- going Some back and forth, if someone guy. just pops in the frame, <laughs> it's like, I try to shoot this guy, and you're yeah. like, no, 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 stop. I want no, to finish, finish the that guy, guy one yeah. first. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that doesn't feel great. My I've gone into the Crucible expressly for weekly powerful engrams. Yeah. And uh, it's not something I would do willingly, though that being said, I'm totally going to eat it up on PC, but I would love to see more ability usage. Another gripe I have is everybody gets their super at the same time and like the smart person will just not use it while they're yeah. supering each other. Yeah. But you get it and you're like, I must have gotten it first. And then, yeah. it, you know, you and then somebody can't. Or it's counter supers, yeah. yeah. Uh, the you other... can actually see up top. So what I do is exactly what you said. I'm like, I'll wait till at least two people use their super before yeah, I right. start. The other thing I don't like about it uh, is uh, heavy spawning every minute, power ammo spawning just about yeah. every minute. I hate playing for like 30 seconds or a minute and then getting a rocket in the face. Like, <laughs> let the match get going before like mm -hmm. you're changing it with power weapon drops. It just seems very ridiculous oh and i haven't seen anyone who is actually good at the game playing with anything besides rockets rockets just seem to be like the go-to i've seen shotgun you, but well, a but good it's, player it's... will never get meleeed with a sword unless mm. like i don't uh, i think i probably <laughs> yeah. agree for the most part like in competitive when you can see someone coming on the radar from like miles away you'll never even get within melee range you can see them but the way the map's designed it does make it a little trickier truth i haven't played yeah. the actual map so like yet. when you go in you don't really know the surroundings at first but once you get adjusted and acclimated it's a lot harder to get killed with a sword yeah especially because you're going to be grouped up like your team yeah, right. you know you might sneak in and get one but there's no First way you don't there's no way you don't at best trade <laughs> sure. yeah well, I, I think that uh, it's fine that Destiny, for me, is a PvE first game. I have Counter-Strike. I have Overwatch. I play Unknown's Battlegrounds. I will do Crucible on PC, mm -hmm. and hopefully it'll be a better experience than it was for me on, on PS4. But if that if it's not, and I really only do it for rewards, I'm okay with that because the, the PvE offerings, like the raid, are so um, plentiful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And good. So we settled on an 8.5. Uh, we felt that the game was great. That's great on the IGN scale. There was just a few small things holding it back from uh, going any higher than that. But the raid was fantastic. We're going to talk about the raid right now. So if you do want to avoid spoilers, we are going to get into mechanics and impressions. So here we go. Duggan, we ran the raid. We ran it yep. for 12 hours. It was fun. <laughs> I had a great time. 12 actually. hours. <laughs> it was great. I think I only got ragey. Really bad one time. No, really good. Yeah. I was... you don't know if I can you can, can you confirm this that yeah, he only raged like one time. I can confirm yeah. that he was he was he was only on tilt maybe once. Because again, I I've told this story before, but I used to sit next to Destin during Destiny One. <laughs> oh God! And he used to rage way more often and for littler so, things than the Destin raid. and I have a thing, and this applies to our work dynamic as well, where we will both have the same idea, and I'm able to communicate it in a way that pisses people off less. <laughs> there was a time yeah. Where one one of yeah. our raid members, we had just been raiding for a long time, and he was not understanding the gauntlet mechanic yeah and so we literally sat everybody down like remember the titans took a knee taking you guys and uh, <laughs> i explained it front to back very calmly he totally got it and there was one thing that he was hung up on and then we one chatted right after that yeah it was a really good experience mm -hmm. and i think we'll jump into this topic eventually but i thought the final encounter was superb uh and i was in the throne room instead of going into the portal or as destin calls it going outside um <laughs> and you went into the portal and you had the exact opposite experience. Oh yeah, the Shadow Realm is the worst, man. So, so the worst. What's it? You got your Andros face, and you have <laughs> all out the logos on the top of his face. Yeah, and uh, he's sucking you towards him. The oh whole yeah, time. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll describe the encounter. I mean, let's talk about general impressions first, okay. and then before we get to that right. battle, I want to start with what I like because really, I'm going to talk about that final encounter and how much yeah. I hated it extensively. <laughs> uh, what I really liked about the raid. I thought the lore behind it is cool. Mm -hmm. I love the art. I think it's really cool that 
that whole area is brand new art that we've never yeah. seen before. Yeah. New color schemes, it all of that stuff. New, new enemy amazing. models, it's even though yeah. it was pulling on the cabal. And like, you, you brought up it's like very animation. Greco-Roman, yep, kind yeah. of like this wine and dine sort of culture. Like it's very – the last boss has a wine. Yeah, like wine. like a, it's very reminiscent of the Roman Empire's yeah, aesthetic and Greek empires before they fell, right? Which is really cool. Uh, I I love all of that stuff. I didn't like that the whole rate that there's literally one boss in it, just one, and you're not really fighting anything mm-hmm. other than killing ads. It's very very mechanics heavy, mm-hmm. and I don't like that because I feel like. While it is very fun to uh, figure out the puzzles and learn them with your team, and I totally love that aspect of it, I do think that you should be figuring out those mechanics and puzzles to unlock damage phases, which test your gun skill and your your teamwork. And I don't think that the raid does that at all. So as much as I agree with you, uh, I am fine with this being as mechanics heavy, and I totally had that sentiment by the time we got to the arena and realized I wasn't going to fight a boss until yeah. like, the yeah. final guy. Uh, but... I hope this is a one-off for them, and I'm fine with that. There, uh, I, I really like the idea that like this was top-down design, and what I mean by that, top-down design means you take the thematics uh, and the aesthetics of what you're trying to do, and that um, informs all yeah, your decision informs making. all the mechanical design. Yeah. And so, as a result, I just want to read a little excerpt from this is the the Lecter's edition, and this is uh, a letter. Could have just brought it in. You know, I have it at my desk. I just, well, I just printed it out. All right. <laughs> uh, this is a this is a letter from Emperor Callus to the Guardians. Hmm. Upon my ship, I have prepared a welcome befitting an emperor's champion. I have baths, gardens, arenas, and halls, arsenals of arms and armor, libraries of legend and documents, specimens, treasures, beasts to slay, games to quicken the heart or stimulate the circuitry, or whatever you please. But most of all, I have prepared tests. And it's basically a chronicling of um, his, you know, because he was betrayed by everybody else Mm -hmm. uh, in the Legion, the Cabal. Uh, he he went out and he kind of found the darkness, so to speak, and he's come back and now he's testing you because you've beaten his greatest adversary, who is Gaul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that, from a top down perspective, being a bunch of these games that he has intentionally created for you to yeah. experience, I think is awesome. So I've told you guys about my comparative character for uh, uh, the the Emperor, mm-hmm. and uh, it's Arcade from the X Men or even Mojo. What mm-hmm. those two characters would do is they would put the X Men through a series of challenges that would like force them to use their mutant abilities to figure out how to like break the puzzle or stop it. And uh, I kind of love that idea that a cabal is because actually when you go below the puzzles and everything, you can see all the mechanical items and things that he has been creating yeah. to build this encounter for you at the end of the raid. It's like going throughout behind the raid. It's like a portal. Yes, yeah. You see all the inner workings. It's so neat, and I love that. And then there's additional incentives beyond the encounters of finding the seven chests, finding the chests that you can open with the tokens that you acquired for beating the raid for the first time. And I love those little things. I love stuff like that. Sure. I do too. I mean, honestly, that's part of what makes the raid so awesome for me. I just also, as someone who always wanted Destiny to be a little bit more of a gun skill game, found it to be a little lacking in that regard. Like a lot, 90% of the hangups my raid team had in completing it were just about figuring out what the mechanics were and then executing. Once you knew what you were supposed to do, minus this final raid boss, uh, which we'll get to, it was pretty easy. It's like Mm -hmm. to actually do it because – Like once we got the gauntlet, it was like – yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and I was talking to Duggan about this over lunch, but I think like previous raids like Vaults of Glass and particularly King's Fall strike this really good balance between you have to figure out mechanics, execute on those mechanics, but also be really good at shooting things. Like, so for instance, orcs, right? You got to activate the platforms. You got to jump on the raised invisible platforms. 
you got to kill the knights, you got to kill the ogres, but more importantly than just killing those things, you have to make sure you're killing them in the right order and the right time mm-hmm. so that you're stacking the orbs properly, and that's how you do damage to the boss. So there's this – you're not only executing on the mechanics, but you're also killing things, and you have to kill them right, and you have to kill them fast. Yeah. There's not really that mechanic anywhere in the raid up until the final boss, and in yeah. the final boss, I was in the Shadow Realm where – that whole time, that that whole part sucks. Yep. Don't don't go there next time. Go inside. You'll like that a little yeah. bit more because that's a lot all gun yeah. game. So so yeah. yeah, I think I think I agree. The entire raid, you're doing things that are not necessarily like core destiny combat, with the exception of the first encounter where you're just standing on a plate and killing the bathers that come out and stuff like that. But after that, right, you're sneaking, you're running and jumping, uh, you're shooting panels on the wall, and you kind of have this pent-up aggression at that point, like, I want to shoot something in the face. Yeah. I want to shoot a big baddie in the face. Yeah. And oh, when you, you, get you, you do kill the dogs, but they're dumb. So, yeah. well, that was the other thing. Is like, after the dogs encounter, uh, I found myself wanting to go back to the Castellum, where you're just killing waves and waves of ads and trying right. to grab the staves. And I was like, that's not a good feeling to have, like, to want to go to the beginning then, room. For me, I had that same feeling, and I totally agree, and I think your criticism is absolutely valid. You get to the end encounter with Emperor Callus. Um, and it basically splits the raid into two. Half the people go into these, this shadow realm, which sounds like is awful. <laughs> awful. And the other half go into the throne room. And Dustin and I are both in the throne room. And the throne room experience, I thought, was superb. Like nine or ten out of ten well, raid mechanics. I loved it. I, you I liked like getting blast. bounced up in the air? Well, well I was able, seconds. so I was blaming RNG a lot when I was yeah. progressing through it. But then yeah. once I realized, like, just avoid the shield guys, yeah. or better yet, get Skyburner's oath and first. shoot them. Yeah. Um, or just knock them out first. It, it was this or huge the sweet PlayStation exclusive sniper. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, so are we, we need wait, to talk about thing. Are we getting to this final boss encounter now? We are. But, yeah, but let yeah, me just okay. set up the fact that the throne room, uh, <clears throat> listening to the callouts of the folks in the shadow realm, jumping and running and jumping and just punching a scion in the face and hitting the right one, going yeah. back, having to dodge the emperor's big AOE, his laser beam, the knockups of the shields, all this stuff. Yeah. It totally fulfilled that core combat fantasy. Yeah. But I feel like you felt the raid was missing. And yeah. I feel like that's because you were in the shadow, shadow realm, which yeah. tell us what which that is. totally yeah. sucks, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's move on to the final boss encounter. Um, I was in the Shadow Realm. We had, uh, I don't know, it was really tough, man. We wiped maybe 30 or 40 times, it felt like, and a good maybe like six or seven of those, I would say, okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, maybe not 30 or 40, maybe like 20 or 30 times, but like a good... We were there for six hours, so 20 or 30. A good six... I believe it. Yeah, a good (laughs) six or seven times were heartbreaking wipes, like sliver of health left shield coming down like we're getting yeah. to that last phase like and we just don't have the dips or whatever it is uh but i was in the shadow realm and in the shadow realm what happens is there's this giant andros style head who yeah. opens his mouth and sucks you in and you're being pulled along the ground and there are these three levels they're like little clear sort of humps they're like speed bumps essentially that you get caught on and those are supposed to prevent you from flying any closer towards him because if you get sucked into his mouth you die uh, wipes everybody. Yeah. Right. Well, no, no, no. no, no, no. Die, you can res, right? but you then you don't have res the amount. Token. Well, you don't have a res token. Also, that person reses in the throne room. So, you oh, that's so right. yeah. yeah, you yeah. do less DPS to skulls. So anyway, what happens is uh, you're trying not to get sucked into his mouth, and this whole time you're calling out uh, symbols on the big Andros, which are head. different for each player. Yeah. So every player sees a different skull or a different symbol on his head. You establish an order up front. I went first. Brian went second. Bagel Noob went third. We just call him out, and that signals to the people on the outside or the inside, whatever the throne room, which scion to kill because they're also labeled. You kill the one that we don't call out, essentially. 
what what I found so problematic about this was I feel like in some way after wiping a bunch of times that this is bunge, like a very cruel <laughs> joke played on. Oh, Guardians. you don't like our jumping puzzles? Yes, yeah, no, 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 all right. Like a very cruel joke played on Guardians by Bungie, which is that what was the one thing in Destiny One that everyone always whined about, no matter what, no matter if you were a PVE player or a PvP player? Geometry. Geometry, man. <laughs> Everyone has said, what am I stuck on? Like, try, like trying to back up or trying to move and you can't move. You're stuck on something. And so now Bungie has made geometry a main raid mechanic in the Shadow Realm. You have to get stuck on it. And the worst part is the reason it's a cruel joke is because now when you want to get stuck on it, it only works like half the time. You'll be standing there a lot of the time and – You'll just get pulled off it for no reason. Like nothing shot you. The scion didn't launch you in the air. You didn't like – you hit, hit like a crack or something or like a little rate rise in the ground and you just go flying off it and into his mouth. And we wiped a good number of times for reasons that I felt were not in our control. And so that's why I was very frustrated in there. Uh, at some point, we called this the bagel maneuver because – this happened a lot, but we were all titans on the inside, mm-hmm. all striker titans specifically. If you get pulled off it, you can turn around and super <laughs> oh, and really? try and like charge back <laughs> against it. And one or once or twice, like he actually survived yeah. the whole thing and made it back. So that's the funny. bagel maneuver. Shout out to Bagel New for helping us, by the way. That was yeah. killer. Uh, so yeah, that's it, it. Was very difficult in that it, to be able to kill the scions, kill the glowing scions, which if you don't kill them in time, wipes the whole raid. Avoid getting launched and worry about just sometimes the mechanic not working. Yeah. So it was so rough in there that by the time we finally got him, there were a couple of wipes where I didn't even rage. I just like sat I, silently I was for like broken. Yeah. By the time we were at the end, I would just sit there and just be like, yeah, okay, just start. I really didn't end. like it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I like raid mechanics where I feel like I figured out the puzzle. I have to execute the puzzle. And because I'm good, I've now defeated the boss. This was more like, I really hope I just don't randomly get pulled over this shin-high little speed bump. <laughs> Why not make it waist-high? Like, yeah, what nice. is the difference? I, yeah. <laughs> the thing you just described about being good, executing on it, figuring out the mechanics is, is exactly what I experienced in the throne room. It is so cool. That's why I got to try the throne ads. room next time. There's this big like, he's, dodging. He's calling out when he needs an assist. If he's going yeah. for the thing, he's like, hey, I need you to pull aggro. Right. It's like, really my, my teammates are covering me. Yeah. Like, I put up a shield, have no health, and they're like, chalice, chalice. I'm like, all right, I got to do it. And then you, like, run and you jump and you punch a scion in the face and that like barely saves your team in the chat realm so from that perspective it was an incredibly positive experience yeah. and definitely one of my like of all my years of world of warcraft rating this felt awesome and yeah. the fact that we beat it by like a sliver and we died and whatever but Bugs me. it was <laughs> superb really? for me so it, it's it's crappy to hear and i can totally understand that sentiment because everybody we sent into the shadow realm was really over it by the end of it and they were oh, not yeah. having a good time and yeah eight to nine out of the 10 uh, of every 10 wipes was caused by somebody flying off for no reason. Yeah. yeah and that's the it's thing like, is oh, like, what happened? What? Like, and they're like, yeah, I don't go over there because of the thing. <clears throat> yeah. It's just like sometimes, uh, sometimes you fly off for a reason, but other times you don't. So there, there are the scions that glow that you have to shoot. And then there yeah. are these regular scions that spawn and the regular scions that spawn, they have that new sort of launching ability. Like yeah. it shoots a little yeah. glowing Makes thing across. Launch. Yeah. And yeah. it yeah. launches you up in the air. Obviously, if that happens, if you get hit by that, you'll you'll get flown into his mouth. Mm-hmm. And so you have to kill those scions first. Every once in a while, when the mind's eye phase activates and you're looking at the skull, uh, 
the thing will disappear and you'll just be sliding, calling, and you're trying to kill the scion at the same time. Mm. And that's fine. I like it being hard. But every once in a while, as soon as that scion spawns, he'll just do that ability. And there's no possible way you can kill him fast enough. Mm. So there were times when there was that that getting launched was – 100% 100% going to happen whether or not you are good or not. And you said that they'll sucks. take cover and shoot through geometry. Yeah, so they have this new charge ability. They run like Naruto <laughs> style. Like yeah. They just sprint by you. Like yeah. Literally, sometimes they'll just run by you to cover. <laughs> it's so annoying. And so when they spawn, a lot of times they'll just run behind walls. And so it's sitting back there. Mm. You know it's back there. You know that eventually he's going to use his <laughs> launching ability, but you can't hit him. We're, Any grenade. we're throwing, yeah, we're throwing yeah. grenades like hucking them across the map. Because <laughs> the other thing is, the wind is pulling you. You can't run. Like you're very slow. You're basically right. crouch walking the whole time. So you're hurling grenades, trying to be like, is that hitting them? I don't know. <laughs> like, and you're just kind of hoping that they don't launch you. Mm-hmm. And there were a, a bunch of times wiping when like Bagel or Brian, who were in the shadow room with me, would call out like, I can't see that dude, and I'd like look over try and throw a grenade and in doing so i would hit an edge and go flying into his mouth and just like that sucks man it's a real bummer yeah and so we would we even established like okay well we'll spread out across the little like speed bump and we'll crossfire that way you can at least kind of see behind uh the cover if they decide to go for cover but the problem is they really duck into that cover and guess what their little launching ability it goes through the cover it goes through titan shields there's no way you avoid it so there's many there's many reasons that you did not enjoy the shadow realm oh yeah and but like, when you come back in and you actually are dpsing the boss how did you feel about that about having to do callouts and move with the team and all that stuff i mean honestly i felt like that was the coolest part and that's what i wish that's the only part of the raid where my gosh like in king's fall it happens a bunch of times when it's like We've act, we've done all the mechanics. Everyone look at the boss and fire and do as much yeah, damage as you yeah. can. That's the only part that felt at all like that. When you jump onto a platform mm-hmm. and you see how many skulls you got, which which is funny. Tug, Duggan was telling me you guys were getting 40 or 50. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, we figured out. So there's a lot of hidden mechanics, and I yeah. kind of want to talk about those. And when we were getting 70 or 80. So, like, huh. we, the boss does Should've this thing. It. When you're, by the way, play the throne room. I mm-hmm. feel like you're really going to like it. But he puts his hands over his head, and he starts, like, charging this big thing, and he gets yeah. a shield. And this happens uh, a bunch of times, including the final phase, which we were not ready for. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> which we were. Not so ready for. we would try and bring down a shield as quick as possible. Yeah. Supposedly, you're supposed to wait it out yeah. a little bit. Slow it down. People time to kill the skulls yeah. in the shadow realm. So, but that's Interesting. a little so, bit of a guessing game because you don't really know exactly when it's going to explode. It's just getting brighter. Yeah, and like I didn't know. I didn't. Once when I died in the shadow realm, I respawned in the outside and I saw him doing this thing. And it's difficult to see his shield when yeah. it's bright, when it's so bright in there. But on numerous occasions, orbs for my bros, one of my teammates, would be like, "Slow down on dips so that we can give." the skull people more time right. interesting i and didn't so, even consider that. yeah they would slow down their dps or they'd stop entirely and just focus on ads mm-hmm. and then when we're like they're slowing down we're coming out they'd finish them up real quick because apparently you have to kill the yeah, shield or he's just gonna wipe the raid yeah, yeah. Right. before they also before we come out of the shadow That's realm really so every time unless one of us died we were hitting high 60s low 70s one that time we made the fights so yeah much one time we had yeah. 85 well the one time you guys said you did it in four phases the one time we did it we did it in three yeah. yeah, and it's because all these things lined up. No one wiped in the shadow realm. No yeah. like scions, like rogue fucking. Interesting. <laughs> rogue, uh, <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Rogue sort of like Market. hit people up and stuff. Yeah, uh, but uh, coming out onto those platforms, 
knowing like when he raises his hand, like everyone off the platform and like yep. jump down there and like move to the next platform. That felt like the most interesting part of the yeah. encounter for me. Here's I love so. I, I do have to make a counterpoint. You said you didn't like the puzzles. I like that it gave us something no, 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 no. different to do as I totally to kill a big thing. Let me rephrase though. Let me okay. Yeah. So let me rephrase. I it's not that I didn't like the puzzles. I yeah. love the puzzle mechanic. I wish it wasn't so puzzle heavy. Yeah. That's so all. really, really, there's maybe the main one where you plant the flags. That's sort of a puzzle, right? Well, the first there's one, the right? bats. Kind of. There's the dogs. They're all puzzles. They're literally all, they're all yeah. puzzles. Like, but the first one, yeah, in the first, first one, one, you shoot stuff. Well, in the baths, you're shooting urns, yeah. you're jumping on platforms. In the second one, you're stealth missioning and killing the hounds, which don't attack you. Yep. Side note. <laughs> uh, they don't even fight back. Uh, and then in the third one, you're, uh, shooting traffic lights and jumping through holes. Like, yeah. yeah. Which is cool. And it's, again, top down, but I totally get, especially getting to the throne room and then going into that shadow realm and it's more mechanics and less like yeah. fighting stuff. But for me, it was all fighting stuff. And another thing that I just want to point out is like kind of a secret mechanic that isn't well articulated, which is a knock against the raid is, you come in to kill Emperor Callus. He spawns a bunch of ads. You kill those. Four scions appear. Now, I'm Don't not 100% on this, but, like, we were – you and I were getting overwhelmed by ads because we would kill the scions before you go into the Which gives you heavy. So it's That's really heavy interesting. But if you don't kill them, like, a third of the ads spawn. <laughs> None of us even – my raid team never thought to kill them. Like, not once were really? we like, kill those dudes. Like, they'd spawn and we'd be like, are they shooting us? No. Okay. No, we're just gonna chill. <laughs> yeah. So it made yeah. it. It made it, it makes a lot it a, really. Right. Uh, and but it must do something else for the people outside. <clears throat> Maybe it's gonna be a hard mode trigger or something. I don't know if it'll yeah. be dynamic like that. Uh, and then finally, when you do come back, Farm heavy ammo. On you them. you jump on the platforms. You shoot the boss. You jump off, um, and you do that four times. And then it goes back to kind of the initial ad rush phase. Yeah. The ads come in. I found it very effective to get them all in one place, pretty much. And then super them because that's going to give everybody orbs, everybody ammo, which mm -hmm. is a problem if you don't do that. So there are all these levels to this fight that I think is very complex, very well thought out, with the exception of the thing that I have yet to experience, which is the Shadow Realm. So I think I'll that probably – my score on what I think the rate is yeah, probably drop extremely uh, once I experience that because that sounds awful. And I hate RNG like that, especially yeah. physics RNG where you oh feel like you can't control and you're not. Oh, yeah. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, we've killed all the Scions. I'm just chilling. And I it got to the point where you're supposed to just stand there. Yeah. But I was like, maybe if I crouch, more of my body will get caught on it. <laughs> nope, doesn't work that way. At some point, I'm just like – at some point, you'll just start flying away, like for no reason. Yeah. And it would just be funny because I'd see Bagel, he'd be like, hut, 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 and you like <laughs> look over and he's turning around the super, the super and being like, trying to like ice climb his way back, like hammering the ground. It's so funny. Like, so we had to name it. We were like, we're going to call this the Bagel Maneuver. That's funny. Uh, we talk about. I really want to jump real quick, still yeah, on the yeah. final boss. Sure. Can we talk about loadouts and weapons? Yes, that's what okay. I wanted to talk about. Yeah. All right, great. So, so real quick though, I use Cold Heart and Cold Heart was really good for dipsing the boss, but also if you're in the Shadow Realm, yeah. it's excellent at killing the skulls because killing it the skulls, can kill... by the way, gives you stacks that allow you yeah. to do more damage and you need Oh yeah, sorry. Let's stacks. continue explaining yeah. this. After you get towards after you get towards Andros' face. Yeah, near the end of the counter. Yeah, he stops there, sucking you in and he yeah. starts shooting hella skulls just at you. And if they hit you, you do da it does damage to you. But you shoot them, and the more of them you shoot and destroy, the higher your damage multiplier goes. And yep. the goal is to get it as high as possible as you can so that you can do more damage to them when you exit the Shadow And realm. then when we drop the shield, 
you come back. We come out of it, and everyone gets that buff. Yeah, and you do we damage to boss. Yep. And again, the goal, like so, what, loadouts. It sounds like cold heart for the both of you. I used cold heart. Yeah, uh, uh, I, a lot. I was not using cold heart. I was using um, vigilance wing. But if I had a choice and was in the throne room, I absolutely would have been using Skyburner's oath. Yeah, because again, shooting through the phalanx shields and just killing them is so good. So that's a so scout, I, though, right? And is it a primary? Uh, it's a scout. Uh, it's I don't know if it's kinetic. Okay. I think it is kinetic. Maybe so. I, so I was rocking <clears throat> double ARs because I had Actium Warpig, which constantly is refilling War rig. War rig. War You're right. Warpig. I think, I I love think that Black though. Sabbath, right? That's the new name of it. <laughs> yeah. Actium Warpig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'm shooting him, and I can do like uh, maybe 70 rounds with a clip as opposed to the 31 that's actually yeah. in it. And then I swap to the energy one. But then I had the PlayStation exclusive Borealis sniper rifle, yeah. which has rotating damage modifiers and the shields on the enemies when you're inside, I'll call it, or in the throne room. Outside. Uh, <laughs> you're in, in an enclosed structure. I know. I, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So uh, their, their damage types mo- change, so you can just swap the modifier by holding square. And it is really dumb that they would give you a tool like that on PlayStation, yeah. but not on Xbox. So let's talk. That's what we're yeah. driving at, which is that Cold Borealis. Yeah. Yeah, Cold Heart is a pre-order bonus, uh, but two of the most effective weapons in the game. There's a good chance that a lot of yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for the raid and the final encounter specifically. There's a good chance that like a large subsect of the player base doesn't even have them. Yeah, until and they're December, locked. You'll get Cold yeah, Heart because they're locked behind. It's silly, like I yeah. uh, especially Cold Heart. I think Borealis. Okay, that's a platform. I'm not competing with people on the platform. I'm going to play on PC. Um, even though I played on PS4. Yeah, but, but just like imagine, like, imagine if it was a world first raid. Like it is like people race to the end two months after. And there's like, well, you PC. Yeah. But like, let's say it was a PS4 team and an Xbox team. They're both on the encounter. They're both racing towards. And one team has this amazing (laughs) weapon that helps you kill things way faster. That sucks. To be fair, the DPS that was popping up, mine was much higher, but I was using a sniper rifle. That happened to be mine. Explosive. Got higher because yeah. I was using a I was using vigilance wing on the DPS phase when an AR is just way better. Also, for some reason, the um I always forget the name of it. The the flame hammer sun sunbreaker sunbreaker hammers were doing terrible damage to the boss. Yep, and I ended up switching back striker to striker pulse grenades wreck Poker, everything. Pulse, yeah. crazy. But anyway, I would yeah. just switch to a normal AR, and that would be my most effective DPS tool, mm. the exception of cold heart. But like. So if you are not going to rock Borealis, you can still do Skyburner's Oath, right? That is giving you a big advantage in that fight that I think is arguably better or as good as um, Borealis. Because yeah. heavy ammo – None of this stuff has been optimized, by the sure. way. We're just talking about early day impressions. Right. Yeah, Eventually, yeah. I'm sure data will crunch but the numbers and be like, this is the optimal loadout. Cold sir. Heart, I'm, I struggle to think of a weapon that would be better, uh, maybe uh, Sweet Business – but like other than that, I think that is sweet business. Good. I haven't gotten one yet, but I cannot wait to try it out with Actium War Rig. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. The uh, the skulls, uh, Cold Heart is incredibly good for the skulls, and also very, very, very good for the so DPS. That's why I ran an auto rifle main. I ran Scathe Lock because yeah. you have. I was killing skulls, and you have to kill as many of those as possible. So I used two weapons that would be very effective as killing those, and it just so happened that Cold Heart was also really good at dipsing the boss. Because he just stands there and you just shoot him in the head and it's a single beam, not a lot of recoil. Oh yeah, when you do, when you move to phase two in the chest. Uh, so it was really easy to land precision shots and a lot of them. So many times I was doing the most damage on our team. I also think I I love the the low wall. That would be incredibly good on that Mm -hmm. phase. The one thing that was difficult was we were very tight and heavy. Yeah. And so most of the time our supers would be up and we were just chilling. 
So actually, on the final right. phase, you can apparently leave your platform and just go super and slam. It. So I, I did. don't think that's CPS effective. On a couple, one, well, it well, depends. If, if, it's basically pulse grenades, right? Because you can leave a pool it does of way damage more there. Than that. Uh, yeah, and it, it could be quite effective. It, I haven't tried it out yet. It's a I don't know if it's effective, but like on a couple of wipes where we came very close, mm-hmm. and I was like. We need every little bit of damage I can get. I'm sitting here on this platform. I have no ammo. That was another big problem. I don't know if you guys had ammo problems. Yeah, yeah. Talked about always had ammo up, problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah, rounding up the mobs, killing uh, people in the central place. That's like optimizing the fight so that nobody has these problems. Ninety percent of the time, I got into the shadow room and looked at my clip, and I in my auto rifle, I would have like 33 in the main clip yeah. and then 27 in the backup, and that was it. And I was like, I'm never gonna make it. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that was another cause of the problem. Is like sometimes I'd kill one of the scions, and I'd see like. Like ammo the primary and i'd be like <gasps> and you have to like <laughs> you know crawl over <laughs> so that when he sucks you you can like <gasps> grab it and like as you're flying by you know what else sucks. is really good about borealis is when you're not killing the scions in the throne room before you go into the shadow realm you are light on heavy ammo or power ammo yeah but borealis if you pop a shield of the right elemental type it gives you a shot back oh so, man like, yeah see or wait maybe it's just loads into the clip it doesn't Give you from reserve. Probably yeah. loads another clip from reserve. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway. that, so I found, I found there to be ammo problems. So I would just jump I, on a couple times. I was like, I'm going to go super. I'm going to jump off the platform, jump up onto him, and he doesn't stomp. Thank God, because yeah. normally you're just accustomed to things stomping you when you walk up <laughs> next to him. And I would super and try and do damage to him. And I mean, it didn't really work, but sure. I wish it did. I just wish there was also, I don't know. I wish Sunbreaker was a little better in that situation. Empowering Rift was really good. Yeah, I'm probably oh, that helped really a ton. Good. Yeah, uh, I could totally see. I think, I think actually only one or two titans are required for that fight. I think that would be better if it was warlock heavy because of empowering rift, because of potentially maybe not healing rift, but just two or two warlocks or three yeah. or even four. So you had one <clears throat> empowering rift for literally every single Damage platform. Base. Now that I'm thinking but about it, you don't other, need a lot of striker elves. Uh, we were also thinking about um, trying to use uh, rally barricade on that. Yeah. And for the reloads, yeah, for both both on the d- damage phase to the boss, but also to killing skulls. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is, but we could not get it to work. Like rally barricade, rally barricade, I, I, I like the idea of it, but I hate number one being locked static behind it. You feel like you're in so some kind of weird numerous like, shooter mode. On numerous occasions, I would like just in prep, I'd be like, okay, is this going to work? And I would cast the rally barricade, and I would automatically stick to it. And I'd be like, okay. And then I'd ADS and I'd pop up and I'm like, and then I'd let go and I'd go down. And I was like, okay, cool, it works. And you just do it fast and you come up and down and stuff. I was like, all right, great. And then I'd be fighting and I would just be stuck down there. Like <laughs> I'd ADS and I'd just be shooting the top of the shield and I'd have to stand up. And then I would, when I mm-hmm. when I let go of the ADS, it wouldn't crouch me down, so it wouldn't reload me. It just bugged out numerous times, and uh. we tried to use it because we thought it would help us like. Obtain more effective but DPS, but it didn't, so we just so, canceled it. So damage, like, risks. damage risks are the answer. Yeah. Fi- final thoughts yep. on the raid. I think or we're give over me on weapons time. of light, please. But uh, Sean, we'll start with you. Overall impressions of uh, this raid in comparison to the others we played. Uh, in comparison to the others we've played, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is worse than Crota. Worse than Crota? Yeah, I think it's the worst raid so far. Really? Yeah. Now, I don't want that. Quote to get taken out of context. I still enjoyed myself a lot of the time. I do think it's a little too mechanics heavy. I wish there was a little bit more balance with fighting. Some of that may be addressed by not taking the Shadow Realm 
part and doing the uh, throne room part on the final boss. But even then, it's a whole raid where you only kill one boss. Everything else is just trials. And I don't know yeah. if I like that very much. Uh, the puzzles are very fun to figure out. But I suspect that over time, when you're doing the, the raid over and over and over again, week to week on multiple characters, yeah. that that will run like that in that my interest will run thin. I think you're going to get through it very quickly and we also don't know what prestige raid has to offer. Maybe there will be more bosses that we actually have to encounter there. Totally. That, that building is ginormous. These are my so, at the moment yeah. impressions of it. Right. Uh again, things I loved about it, the lore, the aesthetic, the uh huge space that you can explore, all of the potential secrets that are out there. So cool. Love that. I love that Bungie is experimenting doing this stuff, but I always encourage people like think of what the player is doing on the like moment to moment in the encounters yeah. first before you cuz like personally the whole thing could be gray black and white for as long as it was fun you're about play. that colorblind yeah i am <laughs> oh can we talk right? yeah can <laughs> yeah. we talk really quickly yeah. about that just the, the rings you were running on the, yeah so i was one of the runners yeah. in the Why? gauntlet and <laughs> i felt like i was at a distinct disadvantage <laughs> it's very hard to spot the red uh, circle from the yeah. like there were numerous times so my team uh, my team agreed um if it's in the middle row you call top and bottom yeah tell the shooters which ones which row to shoot yeah. instead of being like it's middle. in middle and they have to be like okay so top and bottom right yeah so on numerous occasions i got better towards the end uh where i was just like just take your time like really make sure you're calling out the right ones because i would be like <laughs> that's gonna be <laughs> terrifying for i'd you, spot it sean well, first, don't be the runner next time. yeah so first <laughs> i have to look very closely like i start and i scan across the top middle but oh that's in the bottom and then i have to think middle top middle top and then i say that uh so a lot of times i'd be like it's at the bottom, bottom, middle. No, 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 bottom, top, bottom, top, like that kind of thing. And by then we already had messed up. Yeah. So, uh, Bungie, let's work on some colorblind color mode, Sean. It is on. It oh, doesn't, really? yeah, it's still not like, oh, it's too okay. close that to. That in particular, I feel like definitely needs to be yeah. considered. But anyway. Yeah. So there, I felt that, like distinct in advantage. Yeah. I felt like at a distinct disadvantage there. Yeah. Again, we made it through because I really focused. I was like, you know, yeah, raid yeah. mode. I was like, <laughs> yeah, hyper focus on. I'm uh, I'm colorblind also, and I was calling out the circle. And I'm like, I see that's red, and Chat's like, What are you talking about? <laughs> so I'm like, Am I wrong? Yeah. See, you yeah. start to second guess yeah. yourself. Uh, yeah. Like, but then we, really I ran fun. it last night, and no, I can definitely see the. Yeah, like again, when I really focused and made sure just to take my time with the call. Like my my problem was that I'd try and spot them real fast, yeah. and then just make the call so that they could start shooting because we were slow a lot of the times on those first attempts. Yeah. But once you start figuring out the mechanics, you can take your time with the call make sure it's right and then you can get through it no problem definitely uh but just to finish up okay. i want to go back and do uh the throne room and see if that changes my opinion overall i'm a little lukewarm on it all right duggan uh i think that i agree with sean in the point that like there was a lot of mechanics and not a lot of bosses and it did irk me at some point but having read this lore and understanding that it is a top-down design scenario where mm -hmm. we are going there it is trials it is this greco-roman come to olympus experience like the tests, I think it's very appropriate, and I'd love that as long as the raids that follow this are not that. I don't want a second yeah. raid that is super, super mechanic puzzle heavy. I want to shoot some stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and my outlet for that was the throne room, and I loved the throne room fight in spite of a couple of um, things that we got stuck up on. But overall, the experience for me, and I have nothing to base it on. I did not do... Uh, Vault of Glass or any of the mm -hmm. other raids in Destiny 1, my raiding experience comes from World of Warcraft, but the pillars are the same, which is establishing the strategy, uh, communicating, 
and executing the strategy. And in that regard, I thought the Leviathan was superb. I really, really enjoyed it. I can't wait to go back. I'm not so much looking forward to doing the Shadow Realm, but we'll see. <laughs> Give yeah. it a try. Maybe it won't be an issue. I, uh, I doubt I, it, but you know. I really liked it because most of the other raids have been just shooting stuff. This introduced new mechanics, uh, different ways to work together as a team. Like, all right, get the dog super low, then we kill them all at once because that's just optimal strategy. We get more time to to work them down, and I like that. It was different. I like that it was different, and that you were able to still work together as a team. You still felt like you were accomplishing a goal. I still felt challenged in each mode. Going through it a second time, it's a little easier, but you're explaining to a new group of people how to do it for the first time. Yeah. So it, it takes that time to kind of get in that rhythm. But once you're in it, you know, it's yeah. going to be like clockwork. Jumping off of that, I thought this was a, an extremely enjoyable raid to progression raid, which means you're figuring out as you go. You're not looking up guides. This is the first day. We're just going in and trying to figure it out. And it was super, super rewarding. Mm-hmm. The only one that I thought was opaque to the point where you would definitely have to look up a guide and it just doesn't make any sense. And you really, like, once you figure it out, you're like, all right, well, they could have done this three ways, is the uh, arena where you're running around because mm-hmm. we thought maybe, okay, you shoot the one that the red circle's on and then shoot it in an mm-hmm. amount of times so it's corresponding to its horizontal position. We had the there were a bunch idea. of ways to interpret yeah. That so that was not presented in a way that was immediately decipherable. So beyond that, though, I thought that like figuring out what to do by ourselves organically uh, may be the best progression rating experience. I, I feel like I got it before our crew, and when everybody was like, "Oh, like," because we were talking about rotating as a team, and some players do it that way, but I'm all about that reducing so hard, the yeah. amount of mechanics involved with. The players who have to do the stuff on the outside versus the players that have to do <clears> the stuff on the inside. Anytime you're introducing movement mm-hmm. to players in any of the raids, things start getting messy and there's more ways for you to screw up. Totally. So, yeah, I was all about reduction. So you guys, that was where you guys kind of had the hang up. Uh, our, we yeah. got stuck on it took us forever to yeah. figure out that you had to shoot the pollination as it was happening. <laughs> I did it accidentally. Oh, really? Oh, Our first yeah. attempt. We yeah, were like, what like do awkward. we – so like we spent we, – we, we maybe wiped like five or six times – just pollinating stuff yeah. and being like, what are we doing with these crystals? Like, they can't just be sitting up here, yeah. like waiting to dips or whatever. Yeah. So we were like, maybe we should try shooting stuff with it. And I like that totally one a lot. Did. I like, I like the idea of like almost kind of a Morpheus Neo scenario. You're telling these people where to go. No, there's an agent on your left. Take the yeah, right yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. That I, was, I had a good time. I thought that that was fun. But again, I just wish that when you activated the dips phase, it was. Harder, Sean. Or, you you have a video of one of your teammates just oh, yeah. running in a circle with a dog. <laughs> so, it's so good. Go for like my, five laps. Go to my Twitter and kind of scroll back a little bit. The video will be funny to you if you've done yeah. the encounter, but it is video footage of my team's elite ninja tactics, <laughs> where this is us scrambling to just not fail. <laughs> and uh, to his credit, orbs from my bros and Bodum who uh, captured it uh, were laughing the whole time, and me and Brian on the other side were like, "What are they? What's happening?" <laughs> They're like, "We can't even explain it. You just have to watch this video." Yeah. <laughs> and it's a hilarious video, so cool. check that out. All right, we got to wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we're going to be back next week. CJ did want to say he wanted to be here. He beat the raid before anybody else at IGN, and he actually came in and helped us finish it off. Thank after you, one Canada. of our team members had to go to bed. Mm. So he will have his story next week. Uh, but until next time, Guardians out. I didn't mess it up this time. Look at that. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.